Hey, it's Paul Purnell here from the RPG Empire. So I have a couple of quick announcements, really quick, hopefully. Uh, first of all, we absolutely adore you. We think you are amazing, and we really are so thankful that you listen to our podcast and that you're a part of our community. And that said, we want to invite you to our a Discord server where you can communicate with us, you can ask questions about the stories, you can submit your own fan art, and we can all go like, oh my god, I can't believe they made it look so cool, or whatever we say. And then also, uh, you can, you know, ask questions about running games and how that all works. So definitely hop on over there and join the community more uh, actively. We would love to have you. Um, also, the best thing you can do to support the RPG Empire, besides sending us fat stacks of cash, which we'll always accept, you know, envelopes, you can just address it right to me, um, <laughs> is uh, if you tell a friend. So 100% the best way for a podcast to grow is for people to hear about it from people they trust like you. So I know you have at least one friend. And tomorrow, I want you to go and tell them about this podcast that you're listening to right now that you love so that we can continue to grow and uh, and just really grow as a community. So that's your mission. Uh, and the final last thing to, to just request and say is if you want to support the RPG Empire with actual dollars, the best way you can do that right now is to buy our book, The Dust World RPG PBTA Quick Start Guide. It's five bucks. It's in our uh, shop on therpgempire.com. It's a super light read. It's 30 pages of fantastic layout, great art, and it teaches you everything you need to know to play a Powered by the Apocalypse game if you've never done that. Uh, maybe not everything you know. It It's brief. It's a quick start guide. But uh, it also comes with the playbooks and all the reference sheets. So we would love for you to do that and then hop in the Discord and tell us what, what you like about it, what you don't like about it. We're going to continue to uh, work on that until it's completely done. It should be around 300 pages, include a bunch of awesome manga art because we're really inspired by manga and anime. And uh, that's about it. So uh, those three things, again, were join the Discord to tell a friend, or buy the Dust World book, or do all three. We really appreciate that you listen to the podcast and that you're part of our community, and we can't wait to talk to you more in the Discord. So with all of that said, I'm going to let you get back to the show. Have a good day. Hello, players. It's Paul Purnell, the creative director of the RPG Empire. I just wanted to let you know that this episode is a little bit on the long side. It's sort of an in-between arcs kind of episode. It's really fun and we introduce some more backstory and interesting characters, but thank you so much for listening and we really appreciate it. We love telling these stories and we hope that you're really loving them as well. So let's get on with the episode. Hello, I'm Paul Purnell, the DM of Dust World Neon City, an actual play podcast where we use a game, Dust World RPG, powered by the apocalypse, to tell an awesome narrative story. Roll the intro. Welcome to Neon City. It's crazy here. I'm telling you what, we got the smogs gonna choke you out. Have our cars flying at 100 miles an hour. We got radioactive light of the spires cooking your brains. We got the cutters, the slices, the mechs. And look at this guy. We got the psychomancer, Clarence Wells. He's a pit fighter amnesiac with the power to crush you with his single thought. We got over here, Dr. Andrew Miller, the philanthropist doctor who's gonna help you out. You just come to his door with your scraped knee, he gets you sorted, but secretly he's got 
inside of him a parasite that wants to eat you. And over here we got his right hand man, Silent Monday. Dude don't talk, but he's got an LCD suit that pops up his thoughts with emojis and text. And he's got a sword that can cut through just about anything. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, well then you're in the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Dust World Neon City. Hello everyone, it's Paul Purnell here with the Dust World Season 2 crew, and as you have heard from the last episode, we've kind of closed uh, trouble. So we're going to go ahead and go through the end of session questions, which we're using at the end of kind of major arcs. So our last one obviously introduced Kenzie Blackthorn. So I've got with me Blaze. Hello, I'm Blaze. Not anyone <laughs> else, just Blaze. Actually, I'm multiple uh, people, but whatever. Tanner. Hello. And over here, we got uh, over here, like there's space in our podcast dimension. Uh, <laughs> we've got Frank. No. <laughs> and, and we've also got oh. the Kool-Aid man, apparently. Um, oh, I thought I thought it was Macho Man Randy Savage. And together we're playing Mahjong. Now, these are the four <laughs> corners, right? The, oh, this, yeah. Uh, As you can see it. Hopefully this, we'll get through this, guys. I know it, uh, <laughs> listeners. Um, I'm sorry. Do you want me to read? Yeah, we're just going to have a little fun with it. We don't need to be so uptight. We're not, this, isn't, this isn't the actual podcast, right? So we're just going to. I thought we were playing Yu Gi Oh! We're hanging out together and we're going to do some questions and uh, then we're going to hop back in there. So. I'm sorry. What about a podcast? <laughs> Wait, you record this? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so in the last session, I guess first off, let's just get some thoughts because it was a super fun experience for me because Liam, I don't know if we said this when we introduced him, but he edits both of the RPG Empire's main podcasts which is Strangers in the Pines and the Dust World podcast. So I've been, you know, communicating with him for over a year. And as I've been working on the game and I, I've been, he's been listening to, you know, it was even the first season. He's like, oh man, Dustcasters are so cool. And so we kind of were throwing around ideas of like, if he was to play, he'd want to be a Dustcaster and what they would be like. And so I started kind of piecing these puzzles, uh, pieces together in my head and kind of wanted to kind of sprinkle them in. And so I had been teasing Liam's character since the end of the first arc, the heist. And so it was really fun to kind of put that all together. And then you guys didn't even know he was going to be on or anything. You're like, oh, what's he doing here? And so at the end of one of the episodes, I was really excited because I had just introduced Kinsey Blackthorn and done a terrible South African accent. And I'm like, I've got a surprise for you guys. And you're all, and, and you all were like, what? And, and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't tell you. And you're like, tell us. And then I told you it was Liam and you guys all seem really excited. How, yeah. how did you feel about all that? Big fan of Liam, since he is editing the podcast and listening to this, I am contractually obligated. No, um, yeah, no, that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cool to have you introduce the Black Rose Killer and kind of have him throughout the season, but it, it, well, first off, it was really nice to actually talk to Liam and it was cool that he ended up being pretty much the major villain of that arc. So that was, that was very cool. And I had a great time role playing with him. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was fun. It's, uh, we often talk to Liam in the recording. And so it was, it was nice to finally like have a back and forth conversation. I was just saying it was kind of interesting also seeing, uh, 
you know, meeting up with the man behind the mystery, the one that makes us look far more badass than we should be. <laughs> yeah, adding in cool sound effects and uh, all the music and stuff. Awesome. Well, I'm really glad it went down. Uh, it was also the first time we had a dustcaster in the podcast, um, which is, you know, sort of the originator of Dust World came from this dustcaster idea that me and my good friend Michael Yatskar, who he's he's going to be in some other projects, but uh, we came up with this idea. Gosh, now, like, I don't even know. It was like 2003, maybe? Something like that, back when I went to college, <laughs> way long ago. Yeah, and we had been toying with this idea for all these years, and so it was cool to get somebody playing the Dustcaster, because obviously for the, the RPG that we've made, it's a it's a pretty important one where they have to be powerful, but they're also a little bit glass cannony, and, you know, like, everybody can sort of survive because of, uh, you know, at least to some degree because of the wild cards. So you're like storing up wild cards as much as you can. Cause you're like, dang, this is, you know, if, if, if it goes wrong on you, it goes real wrong, you know? So I was really excited about that as well. So why don't we hop into the questions and also our drives and see who got experience and everything. So did we conclude the current trouble? Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, well, the black we rose have- killer part of the trouble. Yes, that yes, part. Yeah. We still have the head. There's still yeah. more going on. Oh course. yeah, definitely. Let's see. Did we conclude any other troubles related to that? I can't think of anything else. We we still have some mysteries from Project Icarus that we need to look into, but I feel like the major threat to our continued existence <laughs> has been taken care of. For the moment. For the yeah. moment. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, did we start some new trouble? Oh, yes. Always. Yeah, I mean, you guys definitely found out a bunch of information that could be deadly, right? So you guys found out that Travis Vermillion was one of the octahedron, which is a big deal. Um, The question is, and I haven't really answered this, so it'll be interesting when it comes up, is is the octahedron still eight? Like, did someone ascend in his place? I imagine it's probably true. Or did they stay seven and they're just like ones on ice? Um, which and the septahedron doesn't sound nearly as cool. Right. They're just like, yeah, we've been the octahedron for like all this time. Not we're not changing it now. Uh, did we save someone from certain death or worse? Ourselves. Well, we got Tuck out of there, too. I wouldn't consider him. Tuck is like part of our crew, too. So it's like mm. sort of like meaning more people outside of your crew or. I mean, Monday did rescue those uh, purple dragons there. That's true. Yeah. Wait, but didn't you let him fall at the end or did you Um, rescue them all? I just swore that he went and rescued them all. And that's when Blackthorn showed up. Okay. Well, because he tried to message again and drew attention. Oh, yeah. Well, you you called for Yama and then that's right. I thought you were just like, ah, they'll be fine. And then <laughs> I think you did maybe save one of them, like dive. No, dive I could just worry save both of them. Okay. Like he dove for both of them and just set them aside and then called Yoma to, or Yama to pick them up. Yeah, you're probably right. OK, yeah. Well, I'll one person guys. is trying at least. Did anybody <laughs> else uh, get saved? Let's see, put a lot of people in danger. <laughs> Yeah, especially I mean, the mechs there. Uh, we're not just exactly another crazy you... day in Neon City, baby. 
So for sure you saved Travis Vermillion, although I don't know how, like, <laughs> I don't know. He he doesn't know that. Was he really in danger? I mean, people are just trying that to That guy was gonna, supposed to destroy him. Oh, no. mm, okay. Kenzie Blackthorn was supposed to destroy him. Okay. He wasn't well, supposed yes. to see him. That was part of what kind of drew, caught, kind of sent him over the edge of like, oh, maybe I won't kill you guys because this is, this is crazy. I was ordered to kill myself. I've seen a Will Smith movie like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did we kill someone who deserved it? No. Um. We didn't kill. Not really? No. I don't think there were what? any. <laughs> That's bizarre. All right. Um. I we're mean, just gonna count have the ones that got blown up there. Doc as soon as uh, we was get off to brand the... this time around. Oh. Although oh. Doc's brand is more like killing people who don't deserve it, but he didn't. I don't think you oh really did that either. <laughs> you you bite off someone's head one time. One time. Uh, no, you also killed those two security guards. They were kind of just doing yep. their job there. Three no, times. No, you killed the one. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> Three times. Three times. Three times. Okay, Three times. guys, this is not a pattern. Okay. You know what? Doc is, he's a doctor, damn it. He's trying to help people. Wait, no. Hmm. All right, better just quit digging my grave. So I'm just going to uh, shut up so now. Um, okay, did you guys become legends? No. no. Uh, did you learn I, something yeah. new and important about the world? Oh, yeah. That was like an yeah. info dump that kind of rolled at the end. Thanks. Good. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, did we yep. learn oh, yeah. something new and important about one of the drifters? Technically, we learned about Blackthorn there. You um, did learn yeah. about Blackthorn, but... They, I would, you mean the crew? He was sort of in an... In, yeah, I mean the crew... Well, I mean, it does say drifters, and he is technically a drifter. So yep. I could see that. I don't think it actually puts us over. I think we're good either way. Although, like, the the other question, and, you know, I wrote the game, but I, I don't know. It's whatever we decide, really, is who the we is. Like, is it the we, the player, or is it the we, the characters? Because, um, like, we saved someone from certain death. It wasn't us. It was our characters, right? So maybe it's... Exactly. It's did our characters learn something important about one of the other drifters. So actually during this sort of mini arc, we learned a lot about Clarence, right? Like also Clarence got his memories back. Doc learned a ton about Grin, um, which Mm -hmm. we can't forget about that. Like the parlor was introduced, like Grin as a human was introduced. Yeah. I kind of forgot about those first couple episodes. I guess that does count less as epilogue to the last part of Morris prologue to this. Right. This is just for the whole story arc. Well, yeah, no, so this, this is, is just this like... This is from oh, the geez. end of, of the heist. Oh, so we, okay, then. And to the end of uh, the confrontation with Blackthorn. Like, right before okay. we opened up the box to after we settle off into the sunset. Right. Okay. Um, okay, cool. So, you guys mark two experience points. Okay. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to do is we're going to do our uh, drives. Mm-hmm. So, let's see... Clarence, your drive was get someone to trust you. I tried really hard to sacrifice myself in this almost berserker, a little bit uncharacteristic um, <laughs> pursuit of uh, Kenzie uh, to impress Silent Monday. I did not get okay. the huge impression he was impressed by the end, but that was the intention. <laughs> But I also yeah. side blasted him at the very start. So land of contrast. <laughs> well, Silent Monday, uh, 
Frank, would you say that Silent Monday puts more faith in Clarence now? Now that Clarence has both protected Miller and actually hit something with his Psyoblast, I think Monday's a bit more, uh, a bit less uh, leery of him now. So yep. a bit more accommodating. Plus, he kind of brought Blackthorn to an end, that whole process. Yep, that he did. Monday will definitely give him props for that. Okay. I would say that your standing probably increased. Silent Monday, uh, your drive is do what's right, even if it costs you. Can you give me some ex examples of how you did that, if you think you did? Uh, Monday did rescue the two purple dragons, because he did kind of put them in danger there. Yeah. Um, he also didn't kill the two, or, you know, try and kill the two mechs who were attacking him, because he forgot to take off the purple dragon's coat. <laughs> that was funny, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and finally, he did have a chance to go after Blackthorn, but he didn't. He just instead per continued pursuit, basically, having him pursue him. Okay. Yeah. I feel like those are all good. Does everyone agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> what? Poor, poor Miller. Miller's uh, is keep your parasite hidden by any means necessary. Never. It would be um, really boring. I've, I was about to ask, yeah, if, if he fell enough times, is it possible to just change it? I feel like I, I don't think you... I've ever been able to uh, I, to say yes by yes. not twisting around the events of what occurred. It's true. Um, it's true. Oh, um, boy. Well, and so it doesn't mean you did it the whole time or you messed up. It just means like you did something, uh, at least in my mind, when I read this, what I'm thinking is like you kept your parasite hidden by any means necessary. So say like when the guards saw your parasite and then you eat their heart, right? You're like, oh shit, and then like, take them out. That um, is by any means necessary. Right, or, you know, or you memory wipe them, right? Or something yeah. like that. So was there any any time you like tried to distract people from noticing your parasite or that you were trying to be stealthy and it like succeeded? I, I really there's one example there was I the really time can't in the truck where it started to try and eat clear I think that that doesn't count as a good one for you <laughs> so your other two um, option or three options you could dissect something interesting if you want to go more of like a I'm pursuing like uh, sort of medical knowledge want to be creepier um, yeah, I want to be clear. <laughs> Help someone when it's convenient or you get something out of it. Well, uh, if you want to be more, you know, like... See, the uh, thing is, I don't feel like the other ones really fit Doc because he's trying to be a good person. So... Well, I mean, I could say try really hard to be a decent person against your normal nature. Your normal nature being like a person with a creature inside that's like... Rabbit. Trying to eat people and, right. and has... So to be fair, Grin is not is not hungry for people. Like we haven't changed that yet, right? So he yeah. he normally is satiated off of insects and rodents. It's only been recently, like, you know, since the start of the podcast, but your relationship with Grin has been longer than that. Uh that there has been human flesh involved. Like before he was just sort of this gross thing, right? Like all of a yeah. sudden, you know, when you're dealing with clear he become he became this sort of man eater which has never happened before which sort of makes it even more scary like what but that just to be clear like grin is not like a man eating creature as far as the way you've described him 
Um, but mm-hmm. if you want that to shift as well, like maybe he's... Uh, no, I think let's hold off on having Grin's appetites evolve because I think the initial reason why I chose rats and insects was like he is still growing. Okay. Like that it. was kind of what I was going for. And I think in time we can have his um, taste evolve, let's say. Yeah. Um, and so far, so, too, your partner in crime has just been this sort of smaller thing, too. And yeah. So, like, as we. Grinlings. As, uh, well, not the Grinling, the Grin dog. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Like, slash. There was like a Grin spider creature, too, which is also pretty. That was poor. horrifying. But he was only the size of like a pumpkin, right? So. So far, they've been pretty small, you know, so as that grows, maybe that uh, grows as well. I actually think that I'm going to go with what you suggested. Try really hard to be a decent person against your normal nature. And we can say that it's Doc trying to still be ethical with this creature and trying to keep it a secret. Okay. Yeah. So basically, like, Doc has started to see himself more like a like a monster almost because he's like, yeah, these people. He feels super bad about it and he's going to tr- kind of double down on I'm a good person. Is uh, that right? Abso- absolutely. Okay. It can be really about Doc, again, trying desperately to be a good person and convince awesome. himself that he's a good person. I love it. Okay. So that sounds great. And I think with that, we are done. Do you guys want to, let's just do end thoughts on that arc. Anything that you thought was super standout and it was really cool and you want more of that. Uh, anything that, any exploits maybe that you did that you were really excited about. Um, let's start with Frank. You haven't talked very much. I definitely appreciated the expansion of kind of the background of, you know, the going ons of the city. Definitely appreciated the mechs showing up, another gang to play around with there. And kind of that, uh, what's what I'm looking for, that gang rivalry going on there. Yeah. Nice. Definitely uh, was amused by the, uh, oh, hey, there's a truck full of people that transform with mini guns. <laughs> that was that was awesome. Good, good. The otaku, that was a good thing. The Oh, God. <laughs> the power suit. <laughs> Poor that guy. was the best. Poor oh, guy. Man. That was great. I still say he's the leader of the mech secretly. <laughs> we will see. We will see. Awesome. So uh, next, let's go with Clarence. Yeah, I really enjoyed the lore here, and I like the idea of um, we're getting more and more into the weirdness of the clone stuff. And um, I like that it was a chase arc. I just don't want too many chase arcs in the future. That's like a format that's good like one or two times, but not too many times because you're just constantly in a rush and can't take a breather. But it was good to have like our Empire Strikes Back moment, right? Um, yeah, it's a good arc. And also, uh, down for more voice, guest voice. Wow. We could definitely appreciate some more cameos. Cam- yes, uh, more guest, guest cameos. Ah. Guest yeah. voice actors. My, wow. Hmm. Okay, and last, last but not least, Tanner, uh, what were any, like, standout moments or things that uh, that you and, and uh, Miller did uh, or just anything out of the kind of arc that you really enjoyed? 
I really liked at the end of the episode when Kinsey was looking at Project Icarus and just that twist that not only was it a head, it's Kinsey's head or well, a head that was cloned into Kinsey and that the head was one of the um, octahedron. So just that all that coming together was really just kind of a, a mind blowing type thing like Blaze said, I, I did like the chase arc. I thought that was really cool. Um, just some moments in that that were really exciting were when everyone was trying to get out of the um, apartment and we were driving the hover car into, and you, you know, just all the all the oh, yeah, that was driving cool. rolls that failed leading up to <laughs> us, just like <laughs> basically plowing through people's walls and yelling maintenance along the way. Uh, and inside all together, joke, everyone. Which, Maintenance. Maintenance. It, we did find our group name for this arc, so that's yes, very we did. Good. That's right. The maintenance crew. And just like all the shenanigans in the city. Yeah, it was it was very exciting. I can't wait for the next one. Awesome. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I enjoyed uh sort of everyone's we, we all came up with the otaku transforming car bit uh together and that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> um that I liked that a lot. Uh, I, I did like a lot of the ways that I was having, because uh, before Liam joined us, you know, I was kind of playing the character's role, making choices for him and kind of based on what uh, what Liam kind of had described. So like having like all these black powder snakes like coming down out of vents and stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's creepy. Um, so that was that was fun. I liked that. And definitely I've been kind of sitting on what Project Icarus is for a while. So when we finally got to open the head and like you guys see what it is and be weirded out. And then like by the end of this arc, now, you know, actually what it is, which that to me is really exciting. And I can't wait to see where that goes. Although so I on- am I've, I'm very curious about this, because as we've established, Vermilion City, dude, is a... Travis Vermillion. Travis Vermillion is A, a parasite, B, cloned, and C, his clones are just out in the general population being murked. They're not, like, given special privilege in and of themselves. That's a lot of interesting lore. That's very interesting to me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't think that they're necessarily just, like, out in the populace, but, um, yeah. Yeah, it's like what what when you're cloning these people and you don't need them, what do you do with them? Like you just zap their brain? Like I don't know. So with that, we're going to get on with the episode. Crew, you guys drive up and as you're driving through this incredibly thick mist, uh above you, you see a huge sign and all of these lights beaming out in front of you. And across the sign in words, sort of antique kind of style light bulbs, one word just blares out in this mist and it says, bizarre. And as the driver is driving you in, Tuck looks over to you guys and he goes, hey, uh, everybody, I'm pretty excited about this. So uh, I hope you like it. And with that, you guys drive underneath the bizarre and in front of you, you see lights and colors and literally circus tents and all of these stalls and just massive massive amounts of people uh some wearing gas masks some strangely mutated 
and it just the vibe of this place is is hopping it's there's uh, a lot of excitement there's uh, you know, people selling wares and yelling and there's carnival games set up and like I said, multiple circus tents and there's signs that say like, come see the amazing Gizermo, come get your fortune read by Esperanza and, and see the strongman shark. And as you kind of drive through all of this, uh, the car pulls over and you get out. What are you guys thinking? What are you doing? Doc is kind of thinking his lucky stars that he's alive right now. Um, and they haven't really, uh, Doc is going to get something to eat. He is going to just take a moment to try to relax a little bit. Maybe get a drink if he can find it. Clarence is thinking, I hate this. This reminds me of my childhood. All these people are looking for something to gawk at. Well, I guess everybody here is somebody to gawk at. But... Five to one, somebody right now is being used for some kind of scam. I hate this. Monday is going to clap Clarence on the back and he now kind of has like a clown expression over the face part of his mask. <laughs> and he kind of like has the kind of like what looks like a clown outfit on the outside and the text. Well, we're all just a bunch of clowns anyways. I think we'll fit right in. <laughs> that was a good one, buddy. And uh, Tuck smacks you on the back. Clarence has a horrified frown on his face. Monday nearly goes falling over from uh, the pad. <laughs> Doc is not pleased about the clown suit either. He says, Monday, just... Well, you know what? I would say try to blend in, but you know, that's just going to go out the window after five minutes anyway. So you know what? Just go nuts. Whatever. Monday's going to give him a thumbs up and the clown expression is now has a big grin attached to it. Oh, God. Okay, so this is going to be a little bit of a beach episode. It's a bit of a mini game. You don't have to worry about any danger here. Failed rolls are going to net you no experience, but you can meet people, you can engage in the scenery, and there's a fun little extra move that I've created. Basically, when you want to add something to the bazaar, you roll. And on a 10 plus, you get three choices, two on a seven to nine and one on a miss. Um, the choices are it is as you want. It is better than you hope. Sort of like the quality of it. It is not creepy and you're a favorite patron. So like you'll be really welcomed. Brainstorming the move. Any ideas? Uh, set the stage. Ooh, Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so anytime you want to set the stage and add something to the bazaar, we'll roll this move and we'll see kind of how it goes. Like if it's going to be a good place or a bad place as you guys walk in and there standing in front of you is an anthropomorphic cat figure. He's dressed to the nines in a purple suit. He's got a cane in front of him. His head is uh, sort of football shaped because his whiskers are so wide. He's orange, kind of a tabby. Um, and he has a tall top hat and he goes, hello, welcome to the bizarre bizarre. That's why it says bizarre. And uh, who might you be? Doc says, get the hell away from me right now. You're freaking me out. Oh, sorry. Was I coming off too strong? Oh, hey, Tuck. Hey, man, there's a what's up, dude. I love you, man. And he's giving him like a handshake. He's like, welcome back to the bazaar. I hope you find everything you're looking for. 
And Tuck winks at me and goes, I always do. I hate this. So who are your friends, Tuck? Oh, God. Well, uh, this guy over here, is, uh, he's a cool doctor. Um, he does all the cool doctoring stuff. Um, and we got uh, El Tigre. Monday's going to do a pose and then strike up the tiger stripe ca uh, camel briefly. Oh, I like your stripes. And uh, this here is a... Uh, wait, are we on, we're undercover. Uh, this is Clarence. I hate this. Hello. <laughs> well, hello there. I hate this. Hello, Clarence. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Try to say that five times fast. Sure. Oh, dear. So, the bazaar is a place of uh, fun and uh, carousal. And he looks at Tuck and kind of winks. It's a place of regeneration. And he kind of like points, he's pointing kind of to tents with his uh, long cane, which if you look closely, you'll notice it has like a parrot on the end of it um, where he's holding like a parrot shape. And he's like kind of pointing to sort of what looks like a medical tent and, uh, you know, to like a bar tent and these different things. And he's like, whatever you need, you can find in the carnival a la bazaar. And then a little smoke bomb goes off and then... He just like turns around and walks off like no magic. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. But you know what? That's where we are right now. And I'm just going to do my best to relax and try not to be horrified. I hate this. Where are the books? Well, Doc is going to go look for something to eat. Uh, I do actually have a suggestion for a place in the bazaar. Great. I have a name for the place. It's, sure. it's, uh, okay. Uh, Lord of the fries. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, at carnivals, um, they have everything fried. This is just like, they fry just anything. Okay. We'll roll uh, instinct and we'll see how good of a place it is. All right. Oh God. Not great. Um, what's a seven. <laughs> this makes <A> seven. <laughs> I definitely want it to be creepy. Like, well, then don't pick. It's not too creepy. Like, like anything. They'll fry anything there. Um, there I will, go. I will go for you're welcome there. And it's as, as I want it. I don't want, I, it, it's not a good place. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I really like that a lot. <laughs> I got a place in mind too for Monday, surprisingly. Okay. So, Miller, as you're looking around, your stomach grumbles. You hear a whisper in your ear. Oh, man, I could eat. Miller, we should definitely eat. Not feeling too good. <laughs> also, I could maybe use a gas mask. I, I don't really know. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. Um, let's stop at this. Uh, uh, what's this? Lord of the Fries? Oh, God. Uh, no, no, definitely no. Oh, come on. It's a carnival. You got to have something deep fried, I guess. Fine. Yeah. You go in. It's, uh, what does the tent look like on the outside? The tent, um, half of it is red and then it has these yellow stalks coming out, which as Miller gets closer, it looks like French fries in a, in a, uh, paper box. Okay. So behind the sort of fryer, you see a, 
portly uh, pig man, like straight up. He is a pig. He just happens to be walking and um, he does have digits and stuff. And he's just working the cash register writing. He's a bit portly, you know, wearing like a, a wife beater and a big apron. And he's like, what can I do for you? Wait, you smell good. Do I know you from somewhere? Uh, no, I, d I don't think so. I, I think I would uh remember it, a person of your unique appearance. Uh, I'm looking mm. for... Wait, 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 wait. No, not you. Your companion. What? I, I, I don't have anyone with me. Uh, roll the total recall. Okay, you got an eight. Um, okay. Um, I will say, would I take harm if I didn't choose take no harm? No. Okay. Then I will go with learn something useful for now. Okay. I think you find yourself in a field and it's like a rice paddy field. And it's a long time ago. And you see these Japanese men in sackets, like working the rice paddy field. And you're kind of seeing through the eyes of somebody. You're, you know, obviously, because it's a memory. And as you're walking around, you don't kind of recognize your body. And I think you also can kind of, you're recalling this as, as well as Grin is. And you sort of hear his thoughts. And he's like, oh, what, what, when, wait, where is this? Mm. And uh, and you kind of bump into this sort of portly fellow who's doing rice. And the man like looks up at you and his features are, you know, human, but he has a similar kind of voice. He says, oh, hello. Uh, he's, he's speaking in Japanese. Obviously, I cannot speak Japanese. I mean, maybe it's not obvious, but <laughs> I cannot speak Japanese. But he looks up and he speaks in Japanese and he says, oh, hello, well, can I help you? And what does this, uh, this version of Grin say? Grin is going to ignore him. Uh, okay. Um, you look kind of hungry. And he reaches in his bag and he hands you something. And I think you feel really moved by his generosity because you feel sort of superior, but it's obvious he doesn't have much. What does Grin do at this? Grin tries not to let it show, but he says, No, why don't you keep it? No, no, it, it's fine. Look at I've got plenty of rice. It's fine. I, I mean, you're, you're so gaunt, mister. Uh, you, should, you should take it. Well, I suppose if it's not too much trouble. And I think as you put it in your pocket, you realize there's also some kind of coins. He's going to hand him a few of the coins. So more, more than enough. Yeah, the coins you hand him are actually gold. And when they land in his hand, he's like, oh, my gosh. Uh, thank you so much. And he gives you like a very curt bow. And he's like. Uh, have as much food as you want. Uh, you can stay in my house if you need a place to stay, sir. Does Gr does Doc know in this vision why Grin is out in this rice field? No, and I don't think Grin does either. 
Uh, like you can tell that he's walking from somewhere and he's heading towards somewhere, but it's just not clear. Um, also he's so tired. Yeah. Um, I believe I will take you up on that. Thank you very much. And with that, you find yourself back in your body. Doc says, well, um, I don't know if you've met my, uh, companion before but uh he's not maybe he's not like you remember him you know what i mean oh uh sure sure of course um well any any friend of grin is a friend of mine and he like pats you on the shoulder oh doc is pleased by that he says oh thank you it's good to know that uh he's got some friends too so, uh, what exactly do you serve here? Oh boy, we serve, uh, let's see. And he looks back and you just see fryers of different sizes. Hey Mick, what do we got, uh, fried right now? And, uh, and he just sh- sh- starts, he's like, I got cabbages. I got french fries. I got, yeah, like four or five rats. We got a couple calamari. We got half a beef leg. Uh, we got 22 tacos. Um, and a bunch of, I'm not even sure. Wait. Yeah. I, I well, he, know. What he what's, said. What's in the tacos? Uh, hey, what's in the tacos? We got, uh, some kind of almost chicken and some, some pretty close to beef. Mmm. I'll take two of the almost chicken. Okay, cool. Probably. No problem. It's on the house. Uh, what was your name, sir? Um, uh, Miller. Miller, uh, I'm Porter. Nice to meet you, Porter. Listen, uh, I, I appreciate it. You know, you, you know, I can pay. It's That's fine. I got plenty. No problem. And uh, uh, and he like dusts off a table that obviously hasn't been cleaned in a while, and Doc like ignores that. <laughs> tries to make it really, really nice. And uh, and he sets down like a little thing with a flower in it, and he's like, "I'm so glad uh, to see you again." Uh, yeah, so crazy, right? And uh, he pats you on the back and goes back into the back to work. Huh. Grand, well, that uh, was kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. I would say oh. weird. Well, what I were mean, you gonna say? I mean, yeah, but it looks like you gave this guy a lot of money. You know, yeah, it looks what was like I thinking? Did a good. Do- oh, come on. <laughs> oh, don't don't be like that. I know that I'm you fine. were human once, and uh, I don't know. It's just don't hold it against me, okay? Uh, as long as you don't hold it against me. Yeah, fair enough. And plus, you got me two free almost chicken tacos. So <laughs> hey, yes, one of those is for me, right? Yeah. All right. And your arm arm goes up like by itself. Any waves with like two fingers in the air and uh hey hey and, cut that out cut that out that's my body well i'm gonna need more than no tacos okay and uh porter porter like hollers back uh can you get two more for my buddy uh miller yeah yeah no problem okay uh with that we're gonna cut over to monday and the rest of the crew standing by the car uh monday you had some ideas what uh what are you thinking I'm thinking Monday, uh, 
I keep mentioning that Monday always has like a mug with I, I love Mondays on it. I'm going to say it might have been a while since Monday's had coffee and he's starting to get a headache from it. Okay. So he's kind of looking for a coffee place right now. Yeah, like a nice little coffee, like a little fake Starbucks. Little cafe. Little cafe. Yep. Okay. And I'm going to say while Monday's looking around, he sees a place called Brews and Books. Okay. It's got like a little uh, cauldron, you know, and a coffee cup next to it and like uh, some books behind it. Yeah. And Monday's going to kind of look at it, uh, kind of nudge Clarence and point to it saying uh, with the text, you were looking for books? Books? Where? Oh, I completely forgot to mention the three things or how many things do I get for it? Uh, oh, so you got a 10. Uh, so when you rolled, you got a 10. So three uh, choices on a 10. I'm going to go with as uh, Monday wants, quality's as good as you hope and you're welcome there. It is definitely creepy. Monday's going to point again to the bruise and books there at the sign. Likely to find him there. And I think with that, Monday's going to start marching over there. Yeah. Okay. So you come up and uh, it's, it looks like a store right out of Harry Potter. Uh, you know, it's it's like a brick store, which is really weird. And, you know, a nice big window with like nicely painted bruise and books on it um, and a cauldron. And there's like a cute little rod iron metal like lamp holder holding what looks like a uh, fire kind of lamp. But you can tell there's some kind of mechanism to it. And the door looks like it could even be wooden, which is really weird. And as you come up to it, the door opens. Going to say Monday's going to kind of look kind of left and right, kind of like, are you guys seeing this? And then realize nobody's there. Shrug and kind of just walk in. <laughs> Yes, you as you step inside, it's really nice in here. It's obviously more cafe than bookstore. There's just one bookshelf, uh, you know, with a few books on it and mostly kind of little trinkets and things. Actually, there's a couple bookshelves kind of like lining the place, but the number of books compared to bookshelves is not high. You know, it's not a library. It's like we have some books you can read and we sell mostly cafe stuff behind the counter you see a uh a sort of funny little man and he's on a step stool you can tell because of his proportions and the striking thing about him isn't that he's short it's that he has the face of a dog with really big jowls so they just go way down on the side and he says to you oh, hello Welcome to Bruise and uh, Books. If you're looking for books, you're in the wrong place. What can I get for you? I'm going to say Monday's going to kind of look away for a second. Then he, when he looks back, he has a monocle on. And he's <laughs> going to pop up. Hello, my good man. I'm looking for a good spot of brew. You wouldn't happen to have any, would you? Well, it's a good thing I'm not illiterate. Um, yes, just one moment. Uh, do you want it black or fancy like the girls like? Monday's just going to kind of stare like the last bit was a, tra uh, what he said was a travesty and just in, just in bold text, black. Mmm, excellent taste. And he walks over and he puts, uh, so he puts his, the cup underneath like what, what sort of looks like a, um, a keg and he turns the cork 
and it pours into the cup and it's it's kind of thick. It looks a little too thick. And then he turns it back and he walks over and he sets it on the counter and he's like, you know what? You've got good taste. Uh, Cup of Joe on the house. Monday will shoot him a thumbs up. And is there any like books nearby that Monday could just kind of thumb through while he's just kind of enjoying it? Sure. There's all sorts of books. Uh, What kind of books would Monday like if you just picked randomly off the shelf? What book did you grab? I kind of, I don't know, think Monday would just grab any book just and just start reading there and see if it's, it picks up his attention. Monday, you pick up the book and on the cover, it says Espiritu Logos. And you don't read other languages, I don't think. So you're like, I don't know what this means. But as you read through, the book is actually in English, so you can read it with no problem um, or Chinese, whatever is the, the language of the day. And as you're reading through it, um, would it be fair to say, since Monday has essentially a visor that kind of displays text and all that, would it be worth the noting that maybe Monday has like a translation program? Yeah, I feel like that's fine. Um, welcome to the future, right? So, yep. yeah, you you start reading through this text and you're drinking the coffee. I will note that when you drink the coffee, it looked disgusting, but it tastes so wonderful. And it might be the first time maybe ever in your life that you've tasted what you think is probably real coffee beans. Monday is kind of like just hugging and rubbing his face against it. <laughs> nice. Um, I think with that, we're going to leave Monday to enjoy the spirit word, uh, espertos logos. And we're going to cut over to Clarence. So Clarence, all of your friends walk off. Uh, Tuck is standing there with you. You see all sorts of strange people and kind of mutants and creatures walking back and forth. Uh, A lot of animal hybrid sort of beings. And there's also just a lot of cool shops and stuff all over the place. What are you what are you looking for? I'm looking for a bookstore. My plan is I, I have something in mind, but let me roll first. Okay. So roll plus instinct to set the stage. Excellent. I rolled six. <laughs> Hell yes. So, so for a six, you you get one. You're welcome here. I see a store with a ramshackle sign that's been nailed on that says Bukes, B-E-O-K, but turned around the wrong way. S. Clarence is going to sigh and walk inside. It may or may not be a bookstore. I love that Clarence chose this place over books and brews. Super fancy. Really nice. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. You enter in and uh, it is creepy for sure. Uh, It's it's small. Um, It's not as you wanted. And the quality is not very good. Welcome to Bukes. So I think as you walk in, you hear this kind of sickly sound coming from the ceiling above you. Uh, The building itself looks to be cobbled between two other buildings. Um, Like literally, they just added beams and started building this building in between. Yeah, so you hear this sort of like sickly like (laughs) off of the ceiling. Oh, God, what have I gotten myself into? Do you look up? Uh, yes. Okay, you look up 
and above you, you see a strange <laughs> sight. You see like the lizard creature from Monsters, Inc., like that chameleon guy sort of dude. Uh, he's got four arms up top, two on the bottom and a tail. Uh, and he's just like walking around on the ceiling, like holding these little laser disc things. And he looks down at you and he's like, a customer? I love customers. Hello. And he falls off of the ceiling, like right in front of you. And he's like, hello, little white haired customer. It's so good to meet you. Oh, God. Um, hello. I am looking for a book about journeying into the psychic realm. Um, you don't you don't have those books. Really. Bukes! Look, we have all of the Bukes. Yes. And he holds out like little hollow cubes and he's like, we've got Bukes on everything you can imagine. Bukes on on cooking, we've got bukes on. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Exercise, we've got bukes on. Sexual maturity. Nope. We've okay, got books okay. On. Excuse me. Um, I would like to know. Um, he puts psychic, his arm awkwardly around you, and he's like, realm? "Tell me, psychic, psychic. Realm. Hmm, psychic, psychedelics. Um, like uh, journeyers psycho- into the hmm. psychic realm. Like, how far have they gone?" Without losing their minds or losing their minds. I'm not particular. Well, so the quality here is pretty terrible. He gives you, he gives you some hollow cubes uh, and he sits you in a little chair and he watches you as he hands you hollow cubes for you to watch. So here's one. I hope it's good. And he hands it to you. I turn it on. Yeah, you watch these cubes. You're going to get basically nothing out of this experience other than it's fun. So it, it's not even about the psychic realm. Actually, no, no, it is. But it's like just these complete goofballs like who have like little, you know, goofy hats. And it's like long ago, people were actually mists made of quantums. And we are not the descendants of that, but in fact, the progenitors open up your mind. And Clarence is just watching this like, ah, educational. Isn't it so good? I hope you really like it. I've got 142 volumes of that one. And he walks over to like get a cart. Okay. The next one doesn't work. The next one after that doesn't work. We finally get another one, but it's really distorted. Same person. It's in fact the same tape from earlier. It's a repeat, (laughs) but now it's distorted. So it's really disturbing. Like his face is like, (laughs) it's just static. It's where it gets really creepy. That's where the creepy factor comes from. Yeah. And Clarence is just like educational. Very educational. Um, I've got to use the restroom really fast, but a restroom that's mysteriously not in this building. I'll be right oh, back. Oh, sorry. I don't have a restroom not in this building, but I do have a restroom right here. And he pushes you back towards the back. Nope, 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 no. Nope, nope. Uh, we're going to cut away from Clarence. Uh, enjoy your time and bukes. Okay, we're going to cut over to Miller. Yes. Uh, Miller, you've enjoyed your delicious uh, almost chicken tacos. It's close enough that I don't have to worry about it. Don't have to think about it that hard. (laughs) Yep. It was good. It it tasted 
like what you imagine chicken probably tastes like. <laughs> Does it taste like chicken? <laughs> like, ad- <laughs> like adjacent to it? <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, I guess when you were in Frozen, you might have had some kind of poultry. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm just figuring that like food here, like food in the future is harder to come by. And so mm-hmm. getting getting like actual chicken is like really hard, but you might get like some sort of reptile bird or like, you know, crazy giant slug that just happened to taste like chicken or something. You know what I mean? Doc is going, he's enjoying it and he's trying to, okay. Uh, I think that for the purpose of this scene, we can maybe say that Porter sees him feeding a chicken, almost chicken taco to like his armpit. And that just looks <laughs> weird. So I, I feel like it would be good to probably have him see uh, Grin so that they okay. can actually talk. You're feeding Grin. There you see, oh, this is actually quite, this tastes quite good. Um, I, I'm, yes, uh, good choice, Miller. Mm. And out of the corner of your eye, Miller sees Porter, you know, like kind of looking a little curious and he starts walking over and he's like, uh, does your armpit normally, uh, need chicken tacos? I could get you a couple more. Oh, um, <sighs> screw it. Grin, come out and say hi to your friend. Do I have to? I, I feel sort of awkward about this. We are in Come public. on. He get, he's given us all this free food. At least you, su- at least you could do is say hi to him. I suppose we're no more bizarre than anything else here. And he slides up right on your cheek. Uh, uh, okay. Well, I was going to say hand, but I guess that works. Um, uh, he- hello. Oh, hey. Oh, you sound much more familiar now. Yes, well, the, uh, it's hard to explain. Me and this guy were like peas in a pod. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, you're, we're both alive. What What the hell, man? Right? Yes. Um, well, I'm sort of like a parasitic creature that hops from host to host for generation to generation and, you know, all of that jazz. Oh, Wait. okay. Uh, what? I, I got a question. Hold on. How long? How? Yeah. For you, Porter. Yeah. Sorry. Listen, how this is, long ago? This is confusing. I'm talking like what? Okay. Yeah. How long you. ago did you meet Grin? Uh, I don't really know. So, um, maybe this will help make sense of things. And he lifts up his arm and you see a barcode. And um, and a little logo above it, and it's the Sorvello Corp logo. You see, I uh, I obviously, well, I don't know. Maybe people like Pigman walk around out here, but um, I don't think I was a Pigman before. You know, I um, I mean, I'm not talking like reincarnation or something. I just I w- I have these memories. But I wasn't always a pig man, right? And he just like looks at you like kind of confused. Well, the reason I ask is I I don't even know how long ago Grin looked 
more like me, like a human. So that must make you either really old or you're sharing a memory with someone who looks exactly... I'm confused. I Listen, I, I don't mean to be blunt, but are you a clone of some sort? Oh, no, I'm not a clone. I'm an escape project. From Cervello Corp? Yeah, yeah, most of the bazaar is. Yeah, Mr. Fancy Pants, he, he broke us all out, and we had to find some place to hide, and because of the experimentation, the radiation and the, the chemical smoke doesn't bother us, so we're like, hey, let's set up down here where it's nice and safe. Listen, I'm, I'm glad that you're safe now. Uh, glad you're not uh, in a, you know, servitude to the corporations anymore. Um, oh, I wasn't in servitude. I was just being experimented on. Well, that ain't much better, so. True. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Uh, I, it sucked. Yeah. But listen, uh, uh, l- let me pay you something, please. I mean. I, uh, just, ne- next time. Just promise you'll come back. Yeah, yeah. I will. I Listen, mm. I. Yes, uh, sure. Del- yes, it was yeah. delicious. Doc kind of pokes his other cheek, like, you know, like trying to get his attention, like, yes, we'll be back. <laughs> and we'll bring some business with us. Wow, that would be really great. Yeah, I mean, we're we're pretty safe down here. And, you know, if you ever need help with, like, Cervello Corp crap, we've got, like, some old maps and things. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know what you're into, but. No, that yeah, would just, be, that'd be great. That'd be amazing, actually. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Just, uh, just mark down your standing plus one with Porter. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do anything else? Are you going to stay there or move on? Or um, should we? Da- yeah. Doc is going to finish up and he's going to, he's going to move on. Um, okay. What Doc, um, Doc is trying to relax and, oh. I think, are there like carnival games here? Yeah, I yeah. think uh, set the stage. Doc is all over that. Okay, so and with, with that, Doc is going to say, "Well, uh, I thank you, Porter, and I would like to come back here." That would be cool, and uh, you know, I'd love to, you know, chat more because these memories are kind of freaky. You know what I mean? Oh, believe me, I, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> I. I can tell you're having a strange life as well. A little bit. Well, well nice meeting you, Porter. He and he uh he pours uh like you a small glass of sake and he holds it up and he says, To the weird ones. To the weird ones. And then he drinks it. Alright, and Doc goes off to look for some carnival games, which are, Dude. as everyone knows, completely fair. And always <laughs> generally yield prizes. Yeah, go ahead and roll plus instinct and let's see oh, what you yes. get. Cool. Set the stage. You get two. So why don't you look at the list and we'll cut over to Silent Monday. Silent Monday, you've had a handful of minutes to enjoy your delicious coffee. Like I said, probably the best coffee you've ever had uh, while reading this book, Espiritu Logos. I'm going to say Monday may have had like a... Had a request another cup after like slowly enjoying the first one. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, he pours you another cup. I think this time he would ask for money. 
Oh, yes. Monday is definitely going to pay and tip well for that. So when you go to pay, though, you try to use your eye brace, right? Because credits is what you use most of the time. And he's like, right. Oh, I'm sorry. We we don't accept. Uh, uh, I was going to make a joke and say Republic credits, but uh, we don't accept the guild's currency. Monday's going to shoot a finger gun. I'm like, hey, uh, at that Monday's going to kind of scratch his head and kind of make a motion like uh, what uh, what is accepted then? You if you don't have what they need to pay you can do them a favor. Yeah. So it, it can be something like doing the dishes, but it can also be like, I need you to go and interrupt this business or, you know, the, the like little rivalries within the bazaar. Sure. Oh, like maybe, a, a little... oh my God. What if he has to go to the Buke store and, and like sabotage <laughs> oh their business? Just knock Bukes off of the shelf. <laughs> no, my Bukes. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the idea okay. of there being like a barter system. Um, I think also they sell a lot of different things down here as well as information. So I think he looks over to you. He's like, well, if if you don't have our currency, um, you could do me a favor. Or also, if you have any juicy secrets, um, you know, I could take a juicy secret or two. I think Monday is going to say secrets, you say, on text. What kind of secrets per se? Mm, let's see. Well, uh, anything against the corpse that we could sell? Um, any good jobs uh, that bounty hunters or mercs or uh, uh, doers might want that we could sell? Um, you know, basically anything we could sell for a profit. Monday's going to nod at that. Technically, would Monday know anything being with the lawbringers about the corpse that he could possibly trade? I was thinking he might know a thing or two from wandering around as a pit fighter with all the other corpse. So maybe he might know a few people who are related to it who, you know, he might be able to press for certain favors from a corpse, I'm thinking. Yeah, um, you could trade how to get into the back of the pit. Okay, yeah, Monday will uh, kind of let him in on how the, the best way to get into... Uh, there where the corpse tend to hang out. Ooh, yeah, that's that's quite juicy. Yes, okay. Um, sure. Uh, in fact, uh, that gives you a tab. You can come back uh, as much as you want for now. I'll let you know when it's run out. Monday will shoot him a very enthusiastic thumbs up. Um, I think with that you hear, and a tall, skinny figure comes in. It's Fancy Pants. He's like, hello. Oh, it's the quiet one with the cool stripes. And he comes and he sits down and he's like, how's your time in the bazaar going, my friend? Monday is going to pop up the text. Absolutely splendid, my good man. And he has like a little mustache to go with the monocle now. Nice. He's like, oh, excellent. Uh, hmm. And he kind of pokes you, like literally pokes you. And he goes, cat got your tongue. <laughs> Monday is going to kind of uh, pop up some uh, cat ears on his forehead and uh, little whiskers there at that comment with the mustache. Oh, don't want to talk about it. Monday is going to kind of shrug and point to his mouth like no, uh, no speaky. Yeah, he leans over and he's like, that seems like it could be quite traumatic. Monday is going to shrug again. 
My friend, if you ever need an ear, and he wiggles his ear, I'm here for you, alright? Yet again, Monday shoots him a thumbs up. And uh, what's weird about this is this this transaction, he's completely serious. Like, he's it's not a joke. He's like, literally, like, I will help you with therapy <laughs> like that's that's the vibe you're getting but like like a out of kindness not like out of like a i don't know trying to get your money or something i think um in the face of his sincerity monday's going to do something a bit unusual he's going to completely drop his face guard you know and show his actual face along with his ears and kind of motion to the scars on his throat as the face mask kind of falls away you kind of see a very incredibly pale face, very piercing reddish-pink eyes, and very long and wispy white hair. He kind of has a very angular face and long pointed ears. He definitely looks otherworldly, definitely humanoid, but not quite. A bit more eloquent, almost elfish in quality. Oh, how terrible. Um... Do you mind, I mean, if you want to talk about it, or I guess sign? And he, Monday's gonna kind of shoot him a flat look at that. And he, he does sign language towards you, uh, like like saying, like, we could sign if you want. Monday will just pop up text. I can message here. It's just, it's a little difficult to talk about. He, like, looks you over and he's like, Hmm, from my travels, I would say you're from. And he's like, do you mind? And he starts to put his finger out to touch you. Uh, Monday kind of instinctively kind of backs away for a sec, kind of shrugs and kind of just sits there, kind of like, come on, go ahead. So he just gently touches your cheek and then smells his finger as if trying to get, like, your scent. And he looks at you for a moment and he's like, you have the smell of black powder, but something else, something deeper. I don't think you're from black powder, uh, the black mountains, if you will. I, I smell something, hmm, darker. Ah, yes, you're from the Death Valleys, aren't you? And he kind of gives a sly smile, like this is part of his shtick. Monday kind of has a surprised look on his face, like, huh. He, he does, like, a shush sign, like, I won't tell. Monday will nod at that, and I think at that point he's going to close his mask back up. He puts his hand on your shoulder, and he says, Well, my friend, welcome to the Carnival Bazaar, and if you need anything at all, just come to the main tent. And find me, and I will be happy to help you out. Monday is going to kind of stare at him, kind of look side to side, and uh, kind of once again point to the scars and the text on his chest saying, Can you fix a damaged throat? Can you give me my voice back? Is that a thing? Hmm. He looks at you, pondering, and he says, I... You know, I don't know. Why don't we go and investigate, my friend? Monday will kind of give him a grin and kind of nod. I think with that, he gets up and kind of gives you the after you sort of motion. 
Monday will get up and kind of start walking in the direction there, and uh, he's going to bow to the uh, brewmaster there for a splendid uh, cup of uh, joe there. The brewmaster waves at you, and he's like, You're always welcome back here, my friend. And with that, he will follow our cat friend's lead. Great. So we're going to cut back to Clarence Wells. It's been 25 minutes. You're here with uh, with our gecko friend, and he showed you the bathroom. Did you go to the bathroom? Or <laughs> I, can, sure. I can imagine that you're just hanging out in the bathroom this whole time, like waiting. No, for... I left the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think he showed you more of these weird videos, but after just the sheer amount of them, I think you do stumble upon like one or two that actually have like just the smallest amount, like a tidbit of something helpful. <laughs> I actually like at the very end of them and say, and, uh, you know, um, it'll be like the first five minutes. Like it's it's basically a home recording, but it's the first five minutes of some things like and next on uh, channel five thousand two hundred ninety nine is, you know, a show that, you know, they have an actual experts like. Yeah, you know, we went into, you know, the astral realm and next time on, you know, yeah, and it cuts away. Like <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, so I just get the trailer yeah. of something that's actually helpful. But then it cuts off. You can tell it's, it's going to be crap. in the next one. So the cube that kind of flashes this yes. it mentions a show called the Synots. And he's like, oh, that one, that one was quite excellent, wasn't it? We're starting to get somewhere now that I've been here for, I'm pretty sure, my entire life. Yes, isn't it <sighs> wonderful? I'm so glad you came in. I was having such a wonderful time watching the Bukes, but obviously it's so much more fun to watch with a friend. And who left you these things? How'd you come across them? I found them in a dumpster. And it never occurred to you how they got there. Well, it was underneath the Kleintech building, but I thought nothing of it. Kleintech. Hmm. Interesting. Although, why is, does Kleintech just have home recordings? Well, I. who am I to judge? <sighs> All right. So do you want to watch really it? I really like thing. Sure. He's like... I thought you would say that. His tail comes over his shoulder, having been wrapped around this one little hollow cube, and he drops it in his hand, and he's so giddy, and he hands it over to you. I hope it's what you're looking for. Oh, well, every single one of the 99 things has been just such a thing I've been looking for. I'm just sure this one will keep the trend up. And I turn it on. Hello, this is Klon Crackwell, and I'm talking to uh, the director of the uh, Psy Investigators here. Uh, uh, and uh, he, we're the Psynots. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're not. That sounds a little too close to something else. I thought you were the Psy Investigators. No, we're the Well, you know what? They don't hire me to do research. They hire me to have on a pretty face. So why don't you tell me what all this hooey is about? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so... You know, we're from the Synot Institute, uh, you know, founded by our esteemed, and he kind of does like, like a, a Illuminati eye, but up to like the sea, to the sky. It's like our esteemed 
Eye in the Sky, Baron Von Zart. Thanks for everything you did, man. So, yeah, we, uh, we have put together technology and chemical, uh, activators, and we've been able to jump into deeper and deeper realms of, like, the Psyscape. That's patent pending, uh, trademark, uh, registered, all that jazz, copyright, uh, uh, 2000, uh, let's see, like, copyright, uh, 7,024, yeah, 24. Sounds legit to me and not like a whole bunch of bull crap. Keep going. Sure, sure. You want to, you want us to, like, do a test or something? You sound kind of skeptical, man. Oh, no, I completely believe all of this. Sure, why not? Uh, okay, and he leans over and he tries to be like semi-discreet about it. And he's like, well, man, your girlfriend's name is Gina and she lives in an apartment, one bedroom with pink walls. Okay. I don't understand what any of this has to do with going into the deep realm of the astral realm, but okay. Could we not? Could we not? Oh yeah. All yeah. Right. Well, it's cause you're like denying the reality of my psychicness, man. So I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to show you that espers are real and we're real people. And he like puts his hand up like in solidarity. <sighs> yeah, just don't, don't, don't ever do that again. Uh, but hey, what can I say? I'm just here to be a pretty face. You got anything else, dude? Yeah, We got to keep, keep the segment short here. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, if you want more information, come on down to the Psyscape Institute. Uh, wait, is that right? Uh, we'll call it that. That sounds cooler anyway. Um, yeah, so come on down to the Psyscape Institute where you can meet real Psynauts and we'll introduce you to, uh, the Psyscape and we can even test you and see if you're an Esper and maybe you have some sort of like cool latent power. Uh, yeah, my buddy Franco over here, he just found out that he could, uh, become like intangible. No. Wow, that definitely sounds useful in a world where we're desperately trying to survive every day. It's very good to just not be able to go for walls or whatever is going on. Anyway, let's get to the good stuff. Sports! And the podcast shuts off. <laughs> yeah, so uh, with that, we'll leave Clarence with that. I think the gecko guy, he's like leaning over and he looks super excited. He's like, well, was it, was it exactly what you were hoping for? I don't know what I expected. A biuk? A, a biuk. Yes, of course. A biuk. Oh, good. I'm so happy you've got a biuk that you love. Uh, it it can be yours. Here. And he hands it to you. I, do I need to give you currency? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> and he puts his hand out. Uh, uh. Uh, hmm. He just kind of like side eyes back and forth. Like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> Anytime you can put currency right in my hands. It would be so nice. Want to see a neat trick? Uh, is it better than currency? Yes. Then yes, I do. I do. Right. 
Do, do you see the side disc? Yes. Wait. All right. What? The hollow disc? The, the buke. Oh, yes, the buke. Okay, do you see this metal cup that you have lying on the floor for some reason? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, do you see the second metal cup? Yes. Okay, I'm going to put the buke under one metal cup. <laughs> and there's nothing under the other cup, as you can see. Correct? Yes. All right. Now let me shuffle these cups. Um, let me roll telekinesis. <laughs> also, I get a plus one because I'm swindling, baby. Sure. How'd I do? That's so funny. Um, well, I get fine control over it, so I'm trying yep. to like sneak it up my sleeve. Oh yeah, no problem. That's the old trick. But you know, because I'm Clarence, I'm doing this with telekinesis, so it sure. won't be so obvious. Uh, anyway, yeah. I do that. Yep. And then it's like, well, pick out the cup. Wow, are you a synod? Wait, you're you're supposed to pick a cup. Oh, Wait, which one is it under? It's under neither of the cups. It went up your shirt. What? Why would you say that? Uh, and then I'm gonna psychically move it like up into my shins. Like, look at my sleeves. There's nothing here. He he like looks. He's like. I'm really confused. I saw, I thought, but I don't, I don't know now. Why don't you try looking under the cups? He looks Just under the cups. Just pick a cup. He picks the cup. All right. It's not under there. I noticed that. I noticed. Okay. Yes, it's not under there. You're right. And he puts it back down. Is it under okay. this cup then? I'm going to quickly move it into the other cup. Like with right, my psychic. Like, yeah, as it he's like goes through it? my shirt, into the sleeves, into the cup real quickly. I rolled the 13. I'm allowed. And so I pick it up and it's like, see, you just needed to pick the right cup. What? I put the cup quickly down and slip it back into my sleeve. <laughs> and he like picks it up again to like, <gasps> what? Uh, you just need to pick the right cup. But I quickly again, I'm quickly I'm just screwing with him. OK, I'm you move it to the other cup slipping. Yes. <laughs> see, see, you just need to pick the other cup. How? Wow. And he puts both the cups down and then he grabs both cups and he lifts them both at the same time. Empty. <gasps> this was better than currency. And well, puts, I gave you your currency. Remember what currency? Oh, this is just like the cup thing again. I gave you the currency. Now you don't remember the currency and you can't get the cup thing right. You need to rest, I think. You should rest. Uh, okay, if you're going to lie to him, I think you're going to have to roll sway somebody. Wow, it's an eight. It's an eight. Uh, they ain't sure. You better prove it. So you do see like a, a jar where there is money. Mm-hmm. Like behind a small desk. Okay. And I've seen that since I started doing this. Yes. So some of those coins have been slipping through, slowly getting their way to me, creeping to me while I've been doing these nonstop shenanigans. Okay. And are are you using your other hold for that? Your telekinesis yes. hold? No, mm -hmm. pro no problem. Like they, they full on like, uh, like Fantasia, like, like almost like they have legs and they just like start walking themselves over into your pocket. Okay. 
And then it's like, I already gave you currency, but I'm pretty flush. I'll just give it to you again. And then I hand him out the coins. <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, thank you for your wonderful trick. I said the trick was good enough, but then you gave me some currency too. Wow. So wonderful. What was your well, name really, again, I patron? gave you t- currency twice. Really, this is your most lucky day. Yes, double currency and a trick. What was your name again, sir? Uh, Clear. <laughs> I think you hear in your head, like, very funny, you jerk. Uh, what can I say? Um, Clear is always here to perform, and I do a little bow. Anytime you want to come back to Bukes, you just come and visit Buke. I'm sure that Clear can't wait to come back to Bukes. Ta-ta! And he points to himself. Like, anytime you want to come back and see Bjork. Ah, he is Bjork. I want to do a total recall to try to remember that girl who was always lisping around me. I feel like for some reason, all of this... (laughs) What was her name? Well, I sure didn't remember her. Let's move on. Oh, did you really do it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I um, got a three. So, yeah, I think you just kind of like get a little bit of a headache, but not enough to slow you down. Um, well, I, I remember something I wish I hadn't. But the memory yeah. I'm remembering is that I'm in this bookstore and I'd rather not. I'm going to try <laughs> and make my way back to um, the it, coffee slash bookstore place. It's definitely not a bookstore. It's Bjork's store. What a journey. What a journey. <laughs> you leave with no problem. If you want, you can roll to find something else or if you just want to go to the books and brews. Um, it's already better than you hope, so it's there for you. Uh, Miller, did, didn't you roll? Um, I went to go do some carnival games. Yes, and what did you end up rolling? I wanted to... I think I got, I got to pick two. Okay, so yeah. I chose... It's as I want, and the quality is good as I hope. Um, I don't want to be welcome and I want it to be creepy, but let me, I, I had an idea for this. Okay. I was thinking that they they look initially like good quality games, but yeah. like the, the, the people running the games are like aggressively trying to get your money and they are horribly rigged. <laughs> okay. Like it, it may actually be impossible to win. Okay. You need to send out a Grinling to even the odds. Oh, oh, I think he will. But he doesn't realize that at first. He's like, oh, this looks pretty good. <laughs> Funny. The quality's better than you hope, meaning you can't. <laughs> it's like too good he, to he do. Yeah, he, he thinks. <laughs> the thing is, he thinks that the next one he's going to win. Okay. But he never okay. does <laughs> without cheating. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here you go. Yeah, so you're walking down and you see these carnival games and it's all sorts of different kind of games. But this particular one you step up to is what? Well, let's just go with the really basic one. Um, the one where you have to knock over like. Knock over something base, with the ball. baseballs or something. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. yeah. Use the baseballs to knock over like old milk jugs. OK, so you step up to the game and there is uh, this kind of like bigger broad sort of fellow uh kind of pinkish dark pinkish skin and uh and on his chest is a little baby and he's like welcome to my game step up and throw the ball unless you suck is that a baby 
No, I'm not a baby. I just look like a baby. No. Are I, you a f overweight doctor? Well, that wasn't very nice. Now hurry up. Okay, unless fine, you suck. Fine. No, I don't. Shut up. No, I don't suck. How much? And the the game is uh, it's like literally bowling pins, and instead of a ball, they have a shot put. Okay. Okay, Doc says, are, are you sure this is how it works? Yes, of course I sure. It's three bizarre tokens. I don't have any bizarre tokens. Wah, 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 I don't have any bizarre tokens. I mean, you're the... Now, you know what? Where do I get bizarre tokens? And he just points and there's a little booth. Well, all right, that would have been good to lead with. All right, Doc goes and buys some bizarre tokens. <laughs> uh, they, he's like, he's they, like, I don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't take credits, uh, but oh you God. can trade uh, favors or secrets. What do I whisper it to the machine? <laughs> what, do they, what do you trade? No, there, what do you? Okay. No, there's a person in a booth. You have to trade. You have to give him your secrets. Yep. A secret oh, or, uh, or, and he'll like weigh it with, and give you as many tokens as you can. Weigh it? Okay, that seems very like determined by the person who, okay, whatever. Doc will take a favor. <laughs> he says, listen, I'll just take a favor. I'll get it later, okay? Hmm. Uh, what is your skill set? I'm a doctor. Oh, that's why you're wearing the coat. Yeah. It has okay. my name on um, it. Hmm. Let's see, that's worth, uh, I'll give you 20 tokens. And he slides 20 of these, like, coins with a hole in the middle. Doc's going to try to negotiate for more. He says, really? Only 20? Do, do you want to actually sway him, or are you just going to oh, yeah. with me? Oh, Doc, yeah. Doc okay. is a doctor. Yeah, he's going to try. Doc is also really pissed off. I don't know why. He doesn't know why. He's like, no, I'm going to win this, and I'm going to win all these <laughs> games. I need to relax hardcore. Nice. So so I think that they're better at than you than you hoped, is they're better at jeering Doc into spending all of his money. They don't trust. <laughs> I got a six. They don't trust me and might turn on me. Hmm. Uh, so he, like, looks at you, and he's like, hmm, you don't seem like a very good doctor. And he takes two off the top and slides you 18. Well, you suck. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, I'll it, take my 18. It, it, you could have chose secrets, he says as you walk away. No, uh, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, you walk up to the carnival game uh, where Quaddle, isn't that his name? Um, he's there and he's like, All right, show me what you got. Okay, so you throw one and he's like, Yep, yep, I was right. You suck. <laughs> no. Damn it. Hey, maybe, maybe let me try. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, your arm takes control of itself and it starts like wobbling all over the place. And then it like kind of points at the, at the stuff. Because <laughs> Grin's like lining up. And then he grabs the ball and you hear like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Because it's like right in his mouth. And then your arm goes back and he throws it. And it's pretty hard, like, to be fair. Uh, it bounces right off, like, 
the side of the bowling pins and uh, and the little baby like the guy has not talked yet. Just the baby and the baby's like, yep, you suck. You suck. And he starts doing a little dance, but he just has like two little arms and the rest of the body's not moving. So it's just like his arms. He's like, you suck. You suck. At this point, he has probably I'll, I'll say he spent like six credits <laughs> by the time he asked Grin, he's like, no way. This is this ain't fair. You're cheating. You're cheating. No, you're cheating. Well, you can't oh. prove it. Well, you can't prove I was cheating either. Damn it. Are you sure? Hey, check the check the video. And then the body like leans over and he pulls up a little temp pad and he's like moving through the video. If you're cheating, we'll find it. We always find it. You said. So like, I think he, he doesn't see anything weird because it's just like grin moving. He's like, look, you look funny right there. Well, I guess you look funny already. Uh, maybe you weren't cheating. I don't know. So can I get a prize? No, you didn't hit anything. You suck. <sighs> All right, Doc's going to move on. He, he's only got so many credits. <laughs> he doesn't want to cheat so he can win this one. No, Doc's going to win fair and square, which means he will never win and he will lose all of his credits. <laughs> <laughs> Doc is going to go find Clarence so he can cheat for him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, OK, so Doc wanders off uh, with that. We'll cut back to uh, Silent Monday, um, the only one who's progressing his character in these scenes. <laughs> Okay, so uh, Monday, you find yourself in the back of kind of the main circus bazaar tent uh, where there is a like a nice little office sort of built up. Uh, it's kind of weird because it sort of seems like a mix between a human living space and a cat living space. Like there's a giant scratching post and a couple of double leveled little platforms attached to a tree. You know, like you, you put in a, cat a giant ball of yarn. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then like there's like a cute, comfy little chair, but hanging above it is like a little mouse on a string. And Fancy Pants just sits down and crosses his legs and then like casually bats at this little mouse. So, um, my friend, you're looking to get more vocal, are you? Monday nods. Well, I they may also uh, pop up some cat whiskers, too. <laughs> nice. He he like hands you a mouse. Monday is going to is it like on a string or something? Because Monday is going to kind of like hold it, just kind of bat it. Yes. Jokingly. It is on a string. Um, OK, I think uh, a couple minutes pass and he just kind of makes small talk with you. And then you hear like a knock on the door and in comes uh, kind of an odd sight because it is a jar. But it's on top of kind of a body and inside of the jar is a like an octopus, like just a whole octopus, but no tentacles. And then below is like a cloak and it's just kind of like waddling towards you. And uh, it looks kind of like lifts an arm. You don't really see the arm, but you can just see under the cloth, like the cloth lifting up and sort of waving at you. Monday's going to kind of look side to side and then kind of wave back there, kind of unfazed. Um, and fancy pants like looks at him and he's like, well, this is our best doctor. Uh, his name is Mr. Blip. And he just go. Yes, he says, it's nice to meet you. 
I can examine you now if you're ready, or something of that sort. Monday kind of shrugs and he's kind of like indicating like, uh, should I lay down for this or? Uh, he kind of like waves a follow me tentacle. All right. Monday follows. Um, yeah. So he like leads you into a different tent um, outside. It says like healer on it. And uh, you got there's like sort of a waiting space and then like kind of a medical attention operation space where it's much cleaner, more like you'd imagine a medical space. And considering, like, the rest of the bazaar, actually, you know what? Go ahead and roll, uh, set the stage. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay, I rolled a nine. On the outside of the tent, it says, lips, band-aids. Oh, no. Go ahead and choose two. I'm gonna go with welcome and better than I hoped. Okay. Uh, yeah, so on the outside, the tent says blips, band-aids. And uh, as you walk inside, the waiting room is uh, it's bleak. Um, there are <laughs> several patients sitting there, like some coughing. Some people are like missing a limb and like have wrapped it up with like trash bags. It's pretty creepy. Behind the desk, which doesn't help, there is a pufferfish person who is uh, sitting in a water cooler kind of (laughs) big jug and they're like talking to the patients and stuff. And as you walk in, because you're with Blip, Blip just goes. But as he talks, it's just the sound of air bubbles moving up and and they seem to have some kind of language and they're communicating. And he walks right past him. And as you walk past, uh, you walk into a Fairly nice and sterile uh, examination room. Also looks like they might do surgeries and other kinds of treatments here. And Blip kind of uh, octopus points to this steel platform. All right. Monday's kind of nodding his head. Uh, He's going to definitely have his visor down at this point, and he's kind of got an impressed look on his face. And considering some of the locations that Doc Miller and Monday have been, this is definitely... uh, huge step up yeah it's it's similar in quality to uh like doc's operating space in your uh apartment right um so you climb on the table i'm imagining yeah yeah so he comes over to you and uh (laughs) and multiple tentacles kind of come out so he doesn't just have like one set of tentacles uh but he's using six to kind of like touch you all over um and sort of like adjust you and boy howdy is uh, Monday glad that he's getting used to grin there <laughs> and or he'd be jumping away from this yeah and he reaches up with a tentacle and like pulls a big lamp down and then pulls down like a scanner thing and puts it over your face um and he kind of like moves it around and he can see like a 3d cross-section of the inside of your uh vocal area yeah so as he scans you and he kind of talks to himself He shows you a picture of the scan and he tries to kind of get across what's going on. And then he starts to try and communicate what might happen or how to maybe treat it. And as he's doing that, we're going to go ahead and cut away. Clarence, you have fleed Bukes, who definitely followed you a few blocks away from his shop just to make sure that you were really happy with your service. So happy. And you wanted to head right into uh, Brews and Books. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So you go right in and uh, there's a few customers drinking coffee and sitting at cute little tables. Uh, it's very posh and nice. Not posh in like apple posh, but posh as in like, you know, Harry Potter world <laughs> universal, you know, like <laughs> like it's clean, but like in it's made to feel old, but it's really nice. If that makes sense. I kind of go up to the bar. This is is the dog man still on duty? Yes. Hello. Hello. Was there a very um silent man who was just through here? Oh, yes, he was delightful. Well, um where'd he go? Oh, he went with Mr. Fancy Pants. I beg your pardon? Yes, he was having a lovely conversation, I think, because he looked very happy. And Mr. Fancy Pants and him left and went towards the big top. Hi. Wait, should I be telling you all of this? I don't know. Sure. You know, whatever. Would you like a cup of joe? I would. Do you want it to... Like a sissy or regular? Sissy, because that's what I am. You know, (laughs) I really hate this place. And do you want to know why, my friend? Uh, do you want me to get the coffee first? Is it going to be a long story? It's going to be a long story. Keep working on the coffee. Um, but I hate this place because I belong here. I'm really, really good at getting my way around these type of places. I'm not really, really sure good. what you mean. Uh, you don't like, look deformed. I, You're not some creepy animal man like me. What are you saying? I am a little albino. I know what I look like. You look like a regular human to me. What? No. Do you even have a barcode? A what? And he pulls his sleeve down and you can shows you his barcode. A barcode. I I don't think so. Maybe stop your whining. I'm a clone. I'm not a clone. I'm not a clone. I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Same. Sorry, I'm not usually this. uh, uh, Rude, maybe. Uh, You're fine. I'm. Hmm. And he like hmm. gets your coffee and goes down the stool and comes over to you. He's probably like his head comes up to like maybe middle of your chest. So he's very short. And he kind of like leads you over to a table, like a nice big comfy fat soft chair, and he sets you down and he gives you a sweet drink. Hmm. He he pulls up a little stool and he sits next to you and he goes. Go on, tell me. <sighs> tell old Grump your story. It's not a story. It's a rant. I'm very good at this. This whole cheating thing. I don't... I... Hmm? I, I could probably swindle... Coffee. I could probably swindle this entire... This entire little carnival... Out of every single spare cent of its pockets. I really could. I could be the king of Bizarre Town. But why? 
Well, that's why I'm not going to do it. I have no particular reason to do it. Then why would you be proud of doing it? I'm not proud. I'm kind of horrified. Worse yet, if I really tapped my powers. And he gives you a good sniff and he's like, "Uh, do you feel fancy because you're an esper? I feel awful because I'm an esper. But why? I don't feel awful because I'm a dog. I, well, you're not a dog, so that helps. Dogs and he, don't talk. He points to his face and he's like, Well, I smell butts and I have jowls. And he wiggles his jowls. Well, that he, first part is just your own problem. I mean, you're... <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, But no, I, I am a mutant. I guess. I'm something. I'm an esper. Yeah. Espers are all over the place. What what makes you so special? Well, that's the thing. When did espers start existing, anyway? Oh, a long time ago. Uh, I mean, obviously, as long as I've been alive, there have been espers all over the place. Well, I must mean something. Because I was personally recruited to be in charge of a super weapon that could have destroyed the world. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, well, also my reaction. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, if Red Earth thought I was so special. But you don't even know what Red Earth is, do you? Oh, yeah, sure. I've been to Red Earth. You've been? Yeah. You don't think we always lived in the sewer of the city or something? Well, I mean, did they did they ever talk about about the king of Red Earth and 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 how he he kept losing at chess to a certain mm-hmm. esper? Mm-hmm. No, it's been like 12 years, so I I mean, I remember the king was a real a-hole. Kind of had the whole that, place on lockdown. Unfair. And uh, he, he. he had these devil guys that go around and like destroy other places and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, he was misunderstood. You know, we all go through phases in our life. But the point is, is that I basically took down that entire empire, more or less. Not by myself. So you're kind but- of a hero. I guess. Why do I feel like such a, as you put it, a-hole then? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, most heroes are a-holes. But maybe I should be a villain then and be a nice guy villain. No, they're a-holes too. No, but the the point is I would be a nice guy villain. We've never had that before. Well, Well, you know. Actually, it does, because I was just the heel over at a place. No, it doesn't make sense, does it? No, not Mm -hmm. really. And he he puts his hand on your shoulder, and he, like, looks you in the eyes. And you can tell he's pretty sincere, dog man. Um, And he's like, listen, uh, whatever your name is. Clear. Esper. Um clear sure we'll go with that and uh you definitely hear a voice in your head 
Really? Really? I don't trust this place, dude. <laughs> Maybe you are an a-hole. I'm gonna go look around. And he floats off. Have fun. Well, clear. Life can be messed up. And you could wake up in the body of a dog. That'll happen on those big days. And then he pats you on the back and he's like, That's life. I do have one question for you. What? All these espers, do they look like me? Hmm. I mean, I don't go around, like, sniffing all their butts, but, uh, there's definitely a few that look like you. Do they look exactly like me? I don't know. Maybe a little older, less, uh, scars or something. Hmm. Hmm. So, is it is it really eating you up? You're really wondering if you're a clone or something? Yes. Well, I tell you, I've met a lot of Esper clones that look like you, and they don't talk like you, my friend. They're shut down, emotionless human robots, basically. <laughs> I've always had my emotions, for better or worse. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a very good product if I was selling it, you know what I mean? Like, hey, have an emotional, immature being that can crush your body and melt your brain. Only nine ninety nine, right? <laughs> what a bargain. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm the book equivalent of a Esper then. But okay, yeah. I mean... All right, but there has to have been an original Esper, maybe even one they were afraid of. And they thought, oh, this Esper is very good, but he's too emotional. We'll just have to blunt that, maybe? Like a progenitor? Yes. I don't think it's like vampires, man. I, I mean, I think... I do not mention vampires in my presence. But besides that point, mm. do you think, how would I be able to find, I guess I'm looking for my father? Hmm. Well, let me put it to you like this. You're currently sitting under the shroud in the bizarre carnival in a bookshop, coffee shop, sitting next to a talking dog, wondering about where your father might be. Yes. What's your point? Life's messed up, man. You know, that's fair. I feel like that's fair enough that I'm going to admit, you, admit to you my name isn't Claire. It's Clarence. Oh. Well, good to meet you, Clarence. Unfortunately, my name is Grump. That's a good name. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a very on the nose. And I boop him a little bit on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's, a little bit of a bop. That's pretty funny. Yeah, you know, I had jowls. They're like, oh, he looks so grumpy. And uh, he's just kind of stuck. I mean, that's it's messed up. You're not a pet. Yeah, but it's not as bad as Guppy, so... 
Oh, dear. So Doc is going to come onto the scene, and he's got, like, this fistful of bizarre tokens, and he says, Clarence, Clarence, why are you talking to that dog? Because he's my new best friend. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine, whatever. Clarence, I need you to help me cheat. I, I need a win. I need a prize from this booth, and I need your help right now. Oh, hell yes. Yes. So that's it for this episode of Dust World Neon City. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check out our mailing list and our website, therpgempire.com, where you can connect with us, get merch, and even download games. Talk to you soon. Remember, play on.